real estate agents, what I love about it is every real estate agent needs something. And, and, and yes, they need products and they need services, but I think that every real estate agent needs strategy and it needs somebody to brainstorm with. And it's a very lonely profession. And it makes it very easy for me to kind of come in, partner with people, speak to people, um, and build relationships with people and, and really be an integral part of their growth in their business. And and uh, I mean, I, I have a responsibility and I love this, that I get I to change people's businesses and then change their lives on a daily basis. Hello, and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Shulseth. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my buddy, Oliver, coming to us out of Canada. Oliver, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. Looking forward to being here. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So, Oliver, you took a little bit different path as you got into real estate. Can you share how you got there with us and what it looks like today? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got married about five years ago. I think I'll start there five years ago. Me and my wife um, moved to Hamilton, which is a smallish city near Toronto in Canada. Um, and I was in school for copywriting. And uh, after I graduated, I, it's a one year post bachelor's degree diploma. So it was a short program. After I graduated from that program and I got my diploma, uh, I went to work in a, uh, a digital marketing agency doing SEO work. And at the time, what SEO sounded like to me, it sounded like to everybody else. Like it was incredibly boring. I didn't really know anything about it. I barely even knew what a keyword was. All I knew was how to write. Um, so I went into this place and, and imagine like The Office, like the show The Office, but without any of the humor. So that's what <laughs> that's what this place was. And I really did not like it. I was writing blogs for what I thought were not exciting companies like finance companies, which that might sound sacrilegious as somebody who's now in real estate, like how dare he, but it is what it is. Um, pest exterminators. So I was writing blogs and that was on the exciting days and I was on unpaid as an intern. Anyway, so then that happened. And then I said, I'm never going into digital marketing ever again. So that's obviously foreshadowing. Um, then I went to work at a, another agency, which had all of the, uh, all of the signs of being a super exciting experience, awesome experience, bigger company, bigger agency, really exciting clients. I did some stuff for Amazon, Hot Wheels, um, Dairy Farms of Canada, Nissan, and it was an experiential agency. So we really got to play around with some ridiculously cool ideas. Like we were running a campaign for, or we were creating a campaign for Hot Wheels. And there was a, a conference center uh, in Toronto, near downtown Toronto. We were trying to think of an event that could be like the spotlight of this conference. And I said, how about if we did a a track, like we ran a Hot Wheels track all the way down from the top of the CN Tower into the conference center. Um, so that didn't end up happening. To tell you the truth, I think I, I think I should have pushed it a little bit harder. I don't even think that idea got to the creative director. Um, but like just, just to kind of put into perspective, those were the kinds of things that I was working on. However, there were some issues, I suppose, with working in a company and the kinds of people, generally speaking, that are attracted to these kind of creative jobs. They didn't fit really where I was in my lifestyle. Like I was a family guy. I, I just had a kid at this point in time. And and if I recall correctly, I was the only married guy, uh, definitely married guy with kids or with a kid in the creative department of the ad agency. Um, and we kind of had our own little section upstairs. We did the writing and the art direction and the graphic design, all of that stuff. But they pulled a prank on me. I'm not going to get so into it, but they pulled a prank on me, which involved me calling home at 9.30 in the morning when we had a newborn baby and my wife had been up like three, four times that night and I had to wake her up. And I didn't appreciate that very much. And I decided I am out of here, man. I am, I'm done with this. 
So I started studying for my real estate exam um, because I realized that marketing wasn't for me. So instead of using marketing as my career, I think I'd use it as a skill instead. And what better thing to do than go into real estate? Um, unfortunately, as most entrepreneurs can kind of relate to this, I wasn't a very good student. And so being thrust back into this position where in Ontario, we have a very rigid licensing process. And I spent money on these study guides, which didn't work. I ended up failing my real estate exam went through some semi-quarter life crisis, which might sound funny to somebody who's, I guess, 30 plus years old, but to a 24-year-old, a quarter life crisis is a very, very real thing. And it was debilitating and it was really hard and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I kind of pushed forward and I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and he's like, why don't you just start your own marketing agency? Because I liked marketing. I liked the work. I found it fulfilling. I got to work with companies and help them build up their businesses but I just didn't like the environment and nine to five and working with other people, I guess, working for other people, I should say. So that's kind of what I did. And, and I started in lead generation uh, for real estate agents. And then I kind of transitioned over into what I have now. And I'm sure we're going to get into that where now I have a software and a coaching program and I've kind of bundled and packaged it all into one. And now here I am. So the reason that I, that I went into real estate, just to kind of get back to the initial question, because as a marketer, you can work with plumbers, you could work with uh, solar, HVAC, whatever it is. But my heart and soul is in coaching and, and really helping people. Like As much as it's the easiest, I guess, road to success is having a product that you can sell for a lot of money, for me, what I wanted to do is I wanted to coach and I wanted to kind of be a part of the process for people. Like, I love that. Like, I was coaching the junior varsity team when I was the captain of the varsity team in high school. So any opportunity that I could coach, I kind of took that. And I looked at real estate as, a, as an industry. My friend was in real estate. And, and real estate agents, what I love about it is every real estate agent needs something. And, and, and yes, they need products and they need services. But I think that every real estate agent needs strategy and it needs somebody to brainstorm with. And it's a very lonely profession. And it makes it very easy for me to kind of come in, partner with people, speak to people, um, and build relationships with people and, and really be an integral part of their growth in their business. And and uh, I mean, I, I have a responsibility and I love this, that I get I to gotta change people's businesses and then change their lives on a daily basis. So yeah, I just thought that was the most opportunity for me to help as many people as possible in real estate. I love that. I just want to make an impact right? Share the wealth, pay it forward. A hundred percent. Like any opportunity that I can be for somebody else, what I never had. Like when I was starting my agency, it wasn't like people were lining up to help me and give me those directions. And, and um, it's kind of funny. So I have like a Facebook group, for example, and there's a lot of value that I'm sharing on this group. And, and people question like, why, like that you don't have to kind of give that much you can give, but like not that much. And it's like, listen, if I'm going to keep on providing value, eventually like enough people will call me and pay me and want to work with me and stuff like that. But in the meantime, I'm just going to be that person that I wish that I had. And I, I don't know if you want to call it karma. I don't know what you want to call it, but I believe that there's something out there, something that exists that as long as I put good energy out there and help as many people as possible, like what goes around will come around. And, and it has, thank God. And, and I believe it will continue to do so. So let's get into how you work. Right. So if I am a real estate agent and I reach out to you and I need help with lead generation, what are some of the options that you have for me? Yeah. So, so like I said, we started and we still offer lead generation where we generate the leads on Facebook and Instagram primarily. We'll qualify the leads. I have ISAs that call all of the leads and say, like, when are you looking to move? Where are you looking to move? What's your budget? What's your time frame? Blah, blah, blah. Um, that's a quite a, a, it's not a, it's not an inexpensive service. 
Um, I mean, the value is there, but number one, there's a sales process that the real estate agent has to be aware of. And not all real estate agents are great salespeople. Um, so it's not successful for everybody. And I think every lead generation service is... Well, not I think. I know every lead generation service is like this. Some lead generation services won't tell you until after they've received the paycheck. I like to kind of do things the other way around. And so what I've started doing is I've started, particularly with this market, which is crazy seller's market, it forced me to relook at things and say... My clients would literally rather, instead of 30 appointments per week that they then have to nurture, and let's say only 10% of them will actually turn into closes, let's get them one to two appointments that will 50 to 75% of them turn into closes, right? So that's kind of what we do. So we have an initial offer now, and I make sure before I do sign anybody up for this, I say like, are you looking for quantity over quality or quantity or or quality over quantity? And 99% of the time they'll say, I just want a couple, but I want a couple of really good ones. So we say, okay, let's get you on the first page of Google for a keyword that's, for example, like in your area, you said you're in Illinois, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so what city are you in inside of Illinois? Glenview. Okay, so Glenview. So I would get you to the first page of Google for realtors in Glenview in 30 days or less. So using like local listings and Google My Business. So it's actually a very simple process and it's worked with 100% or next to 100% success rate. So it, it's it's pretty foolproof strategy because people are obviously going to be searching for realtors in Glenview. And when someone's actively searching for it, instead of just finding your ad on, a face, on, on the Facebook feed, they're actively searching for realtors. So by the time that they make that call, like they're ready to roll. And so it's much less costly for my clients it's a much higher success rate for me because there's very little sales process that goes into it. Um, and it's evergreen. So it's not just like, as long as you're paying me a monthly retainer, I'm going to get this for you. It's like, you could stop paying me after one month and in four months, you'll still be receiving listings from it. So let's pause right there because I can tell you from uh, owning a digital marketing firm in the past, some of the questions that I would get, like this is a great example of one. So I'm a real estate agent uh, in the, the North Shore of Chicago land, let's say. And I want to focus on my community, you know, that I live in and work in and kids go to school in Glenview, Illinois. Okay, great. So I'm going to sign up with you. But what happens when, you know, Sally Smith, who also lives in Glenview, signs up with you? You know, what about the, our, you know, quote unquote competitors that are next door neighbors also utilizing your service or somebody else's? How do you compete with that? And is that relevant at all? Uh, It's a good question. I get this question a lot. Um, So, there's a couple of, of answers depending on on how severe, I guess, the challenge is. The first and most obvious answer is there's 30 spots on the first page of Google, or I don't know the exact number, but there's a lot of spots on the first page of Google. And if we're going to try to... Like when you go into Google, the premise behind it all is what 60% of online sales are done on Amazon. So when you go to Amazon, you let's say looking for a phone charger, you pick between two to three phone chargers that have good reviews, the price is right, and like that's it. So essentially, when somebody's looking for a realtor it's a two to three horse race, right? And our goal is to put you in the race where you're one of the agents that are being looked at. So even if we're saying you want to be one of the top two to three agents in the entire area, like that's two to three agents per area. But the reality is, is that to get onto the first page, there's a lot of space there. Now, let's say I have 30 clients in the Glenview area, which I think to have 30 clients in every single area in the US, I think that would make me probably the biggest marketing agency that's ever existed. <laughs> um, so I'm not at that point yet. But let's say that I was and the 31st person called me and said, what do I do now? I say, is there any areas, let's say next to Glenview that we can target? And then they'd say, yeah. And, and there's a city that's right there. And Glenview is in this area. Like, like um, 
like Westwood is in Beverly Hills, for example. Right. Right. So I could get one person realtors in Westwood and one person realtors in Beverly Hills. And Beverly Hills is going to be more competitive. So if they have been an agent for a while, they already have some reviews and they've they've had they've got a certain volume, then I could say, okay, we're ready to go for Beverly Hills. But this guy's a brand new agent, never had a single transaction. Let's get you for realtors in Westwood. So there are kind of so many ways of going around it. Like hypothetically, could there be a time where all of the keywords for all of the spots on Google are filled up for every single city in the entire US? Like hypothetically, but like, I mean, I I, I actually think that if that happens, I'd be the richest guy in the, in the, in the world. So I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, so it's never really been an issue because there are so many spaces available. Okay, so that's step one, right? Get found, as I like to say, get found on Google, leverage all Google's free tools and index as much as possible. So what's step two? After that successfully happens, what's next? Yeah, so so step two is, I, I guess, kind of the full package, the full plan. The reason we start with step one is because to get onto the first page of Google, um, it's a $497 investment that, that's backed by a guarantee. So I mean, there's literally nothing to lose. The idea behind this is there's so many marketers out there, quote unquote, DMing people like, hey, mind if I DM you, I'm going to hit up your inbox. And it's really difficult to know who to choose. I believe that most, if not all real estate agents believe in the power of marketing, but they just don't believe in marketers. So my first job, before I start talking about the quality of my service and how many years I've been doing it, I just need to prove myself to them. Let me just show you that I'm a real dude with a family who is the backbone of everything that I do. They're the reason that I make this all work. And they're the reason I'm going to work hard for you. Let me show you that I can get results. When I get results and they go, okay, fine, what's next? So that's why that second conversation is very different than the first one. Then they call back and they say, and, and they say, okay, what else can we do? Now, I'm going to give you, I guess, the broad idea behind what we can do. And then I'm going to make it, uh, show you how I can make it work for each agent. In a box, which is my company, which is my software, is... The software element of it is a marketing suite and a CRM. So for example, when you, let's say, want to allow people to book appointments inside of your calendar, you've got Calendly. When you want to have like funnels, for example, you'd use ClickFunnels or websites, you'd use Wix or Squarespace or whatever your IDX provider is. Uh, marketing automation, you've got ActiveCampaign, you've got your CRM, KV, KW Command. So it's a little bit like there's a bunch of different things all together and you sort of duct tape it all and you got to keep track of everything and you've got this expense and that expense. And we're like, no, let's just put it all into one central place. So in a box is everything your business needs to succeed in a box. That's why we call it in a box. So that's one aspect of the software. So you literally, the only software that we don't have access available to us right now, because we're not compliant yet for the legality issues, obviously, is documentation. And I'm sure that there are other things, obviously, that on a case-by-case -case basis that we can't do. But the only one that I guess uh, applies to most real estate agents that we work with is we don't offer documentation software. That's the only thing like DocuSign or PandaDoc. Outside of that, the entire software suite that you'll need to succeed is taken care of. Now, what about the coaching? What about the direction? So I go, okay, so how can I make this software as much of a no-brainer as possible? So then I bring in people who are better than me at specific things. Like if I'm the guy teaching YouTube and podcasts and how to generate uh, evergreen leads and how to build up your social media presence, like there's only so much a dude can know. And because I'm the kind of guy that's really going to teach what I know and what I do, it's not, a, I can't be the guy teaching YouTube because I don't have a massive YouTube channel. So I brought a, a, a YouTube coach on board and I'm providing value to her wherever I can. And we've built that relationship. And now my clients have access to her and her programs. Her name is Rochelle Edwards, by the way. Definitely look her up, the genuine realtor. But she's crushing it. So I partnered with her. 
Um, when it comes to uh, partnering and teaching people, I guess, on a consistent basis, not only how to be a great marketer, because that's something that I know and do on a daily basis, but how to be a successful agent and how to get more closes outside of just the marketing perspective. So we partnered with Brad Vanderwall, and now he's got live coaching for our clients there. So really, I'm not trying to be a, ma- a jack of all trades and a master of none, because I'm, I get masters to teach everything that is needed to be taught. And if there's anything that I'm not a master at, like you can bet that I'm not, I'm not the one teaching it. Like there's a limit to what I know. So in terms of the strategy and the direction and everything like that, that's taken care of there. Um, so we've got, so, so far we've spoken about software and strategy and coaching and stuff. And then the last thing obviously is services. If you need lead generation, I have a team that can do that. If you need to get onto the first page of Google, I'll teach you how to do it if you want to do it yourself. But if you'd rather hire us, we'll just do it for you also. Like, so the idea behind it all is anything that your business needs to succeed in a box. It's almost like the HelloFresh of real estate business. If that you, you kind of get that analogy? Sure, sure. Sorry? So going to the software for a minute, right? Software is very loaded because you're right. All of these different parts and pieces that can be duct taped together can add up to a cost depending upon what your strategy is. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're with Keller Keller Williams, they have command in their systems, right? If you're with EXP, they have KV Core in their systems. How does your system replace or expand onto some of those systems? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. So I think it's actually a good thing that I kind of just mentioned HelloFresh because I don't believe we're competing with KV, KV Core and KW Commands. I think if we are competing with them in someone's mind, that's only because my messaging is off. So Good food, which is just for any listeners who aren't aware of what good food is, they send you packages of groceries and, and meal plans and, and, and recipes to basically take care of your meal prep for a week. So I was speaking to a mom and she's like, I love good food because they're not selling me meals for the week. They're selling me not having to answer my kids what's for dinner because I'll tell them just go and make whatever's in the box. Like it takes care of the meal prep. Good food isn't competing with grocery stores. Good food isn't competing with cookbooks. They're competing. They're in honestly, they're in a lane of their own. So I'm not intending on competing in compete. I'm not trying to compete with KV Core because we're not a CRM. Yeah, CRM's in there, but just like freaking good food has peppers inside of there when they're went for the meal prep, like they're not competing with local farmers. They're it's just a different thing entirely. So the CRM is just one tiny part of it. Coaching is just one tiny part of it. The idea is we're going to, I've now given you access to everything that you could possibly need. But instead of just kind of dumping it with you, the first thing that we do after someone signs up is I say, what's going on? We'll do a deep dive in your business and I'll give them step-by-step instructions of let's worry about this right now. Don't even look at that. So if somebody says, I want to start a YouTube channel, but I mean, they're struggling to get a single close and they've never had a single close yet. I'd say, don't, please don't look at the YouTube course. Like that's not for you right now. Let's create for you as it were a meal prep guide to get you from here. And then let's say in 12 weeks and six months, whatever it is, then we could start worrying about that. So by looking after everything and creating roadmaps, not only can these agents come in there and see how much money that they're saving on everything else because they just don't have to spend money on KV or KW Command if they if they would be spending it on coaching, on all of that stuff. They know that I'm giving them, and they've got access to everything, but they know that I'm directing them to what they need and only what they need. Um, I found that at the beginning when I started my coaching, I really tried to set... I tried to plant a bunch of seeds to let them know what was possible and get them excited about the future. And while that worked in the very short term, because they're like, yeah, man, it's going to be my best year yet. And about two weeks, they ended up doing nothing because it was just too much. So I recognized how much stuff 
in a box has and can do. So it's my job to sort of package that into very small digestible bits of pieces of information and software, kind of like good food does it one week at a time. Here's your meal prep. If they sent you an entire year's worth of groceries and, and recipe cards, I mean, you'd end up not doing any of it. So that's kind of the idea behind in a box as well. Got it. It's a lot. It is a lot. And 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 the ch- it, it's fairly new, to be honest. Like this company is about six months old. And there's a couple of interesting things that I've noticed. Number one, I've had more success I had more success, honestly, within the first few months of Inbox than I had in, a, in, let's say, the past couple of years with Board Digital, which is my lead generation agency. Despite the fact that it's uh, much more expensive, um, despite the fact that it's much simpler for me to explain what it is that lead generation actually is and does, I've still had more success within Inbox, which means that the market's talking to me that they're that they're interested. But being that it is so new, the challenge that I have is how do you explain what it is that Inbox can do and what it actually does. So imagine if you were trying to spread the message about what good food was and you say, we'll send you a box of groceries and stuff. They'll say, what if I don't want to make those recipes? We'll say, well, you can pick your own. They say, but I like going to the grocery store. And then we'd have to start talking about why this is... It's just a whole new way of looking at business. So it is a lot. And my goal right now that I'm struggling with on a day-to-day basis is how do I take everything that it is? And just like good food has done so successfully... They've basically been able to tell you in one sentence, we'll handle all of your meal prep and everything one week at a time. I want to basically say, we'll handle your entire business, let's say one month at a time. Um, And that's everything inside of your business. But it's a hard thing to portray that kind of message because there really is so much in there. Well, and to clarify, like you guys aren't doing transaction coordination or admin work. This is marketing and lead generation and being having a vehicle to enable agents to successfully generate and close transactions. Yes, yeah, I, I probably should have clarified that. Um, we, there obviously is a limit to what we actually can do. So I think the better way of looking at it is is business growth um, in a box. And 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 my goal is to bring people on who can essentially teach people how to, how to build a team and how to start hiring. Like we had, I just had one of my newer clients actually was telling me that he needs a brand manager and transaction coordinator. And I showed him a way that he can manage all of his social media and build his brand in little, in very, very, very little work. And I said, use that money and hire a transaction coordinator. And he did. So obviously I'm not teaching people how to hire a transaction coordinator, but I'm saying, let's look at the stuff and like, what do you actually need to hire out? And what can you manage yourself? What, what is digestible? So there is overlap, but yeah. So if you, if there's a newer agent or even a, an agent that's been in business a year, 18 months, and they are struggling to figure it out and get it done for whatever reasons, family reasons, children, lack of consistency. Where do you start with somebody like that? Uh, well, it does depend on the agent. Like the very first thing after someone signs up, like for the year, is we just delve into what's going on, what their struggles are. So let's say we're dealing with a new agent that's working part time. I say, what's your goal? Like, where do you want to be in 12 months? I want to be working full-time in real estate, let's say. Okay, so why has that not happened right now? How many transactions do you have? How many do you want to have? What does your database look like? Um, And obviously, every real estate agent sort of is dealing with different problems. Usually at the beginning, it's just a matter of exposure. Like the difference between the top producing agents and the brand new agents, the exception of experience. But for the most part, like 
a top producing agent with a massive team is probably going to send some kid to the listing appointment that just became licensed as well. So the reality is the quality of the service that a top producing agent can provide is usually not that much better than a newer agent, provided that the newer agent is willing to work and actually do good and provide a good service, right? But being experienced doesn't inherently mean that they're a better agent. So what's the difference? It's trust, it's social proof, and it's exposure. More people know you. That's really it. So generally speaking, when it comes to a newer agent, their issue is, how do I get that exposure? So let's get you to the first page of Google, number one. Number two, let's get your brand sorted out. Let's get let's let's build out your audience and let's get that streamlined so that we can start working on step two. Um, and again, each each person's sort of different. Some people are looking to build our team. Some people are looking to become a household name. But uh, it's important that I recognize, and it's important that people recognize that I recognize that I don't have the answers to every question, but I will find the answers and I will find the people that have the answers to the questions. So so. There is a limit, and it's important that people know that I'm aware of this. There is a limit to what I can help people with. I can't help them when they say, I just got a, a really bad appraisal or the lawyer's messing up this deal. I've never done that before. I'm becoming licensed that I can do that. But at the moment, I can't help them with that. But I have an expansive network of people from the podcast and from my experiences. And I and I bring people on board and, and, I, and I, let's say, host roundtable Q&As for people to ask those questions with top producing agents and stuff like that. And that's kind of my approach is, is anything that I can't help with, I'm going to connect you with somebody that can. Love it. Okay. So what questions am I not asking that maybe I should be asking to share with our audience? Yeah. So I think something that maybe people might not inherently ask, but they may be thinking is like, well, you have your network and I have my network. Right. So, so I could just ask my person, I could just ask my brokers and like hundred percent, they totally could. And let's be clear, like not everybody would be a fit for Inbox. If somebody's going to sign up and then they're not going to kind of take the work or whatever it is, or they don't. My biggest thing is if somebody doesn't believe that they have anything to learn, they're not a fit already. Like one of my, one of my new clients also, this guy's such a stud. Um, I'm going to say his first name, not his last name, but Craig, uh, he said to me, he's like, I'm a new agent. And then and as the conversation went on, he says he's got a team of five and he's been around for five years. So he's passed the, the mark of like 90% of agents don't succeed within the first five years. He's passed that mark. He's got a team of people that trust him, but he's calling himself a new agent. So I said, like, were you not licensed before him? What does that mean? He said, well, no, I mean, I've got a ton to learn still. Like, yeah, I've been doing it for five years, but for me, being a new agent means I've still got a lot to learn. And it wasn't like he was trying to kind of offer me a cliche to show me how great he was. But that mindset of I've got a ton oh, to learn. So I'm a new agent. I was like, you're my guy. Like that's it's awesome. Humble. Like it's very, very humble. I love that man. Yeah. So he, he was really honestly the kind of person immediately that I knew that I wanted to be working with. So the question is essentially, why would I connect with your people when I have my own people? Um, by having all of these different channels that I do have, for example, a podcast um, and being able to help people sort of build our courses, like this YouTuber that I've brought on board, I'm helping her build up her course and I'm helping her build up another revenue stream for her business. And so therefore, I'm not just going to some random person that happens to have a YouTube channel. Like she's like the best, like she's got an amazing channel and she hyper focuses on local leads and she gets local leads and her process is dialed in. But I have access to these people because I have so much value that I can provide. So when I reach out to a guy, for example, like Brad Vanderbilt, who's a 10-figure agent, right? Like it's not to tell you that like, like he needs me, nothing like that. But that relationship is built on the fact that like there is a give and take. 
and I can help him. And because I can help him and I want to help him and I, and I work with great people, both my clientele and the people that I actually partner with, I only associate, associate with those people. You're not getting a guy that's done it a couple of times. In the case of Brad, you're getting a 10-figure agent. In the case of Rochelle, you're getting a YouTuber that has tens of leads coming in every single month that are ready to buy houses that are upwards of million, like that have upwards of million dollar budgets. So yeah, I mean, that's not to say I'm the only guy in the world with a network. People might have their network as well. But but like I said, like that networking is just one small part of it. There's a whole coaching component involved. There's recorded, there's live coaching, there's the software and everything like that, um, as well as ongoing support to how to actually use the software. So on the initial call, someone might say, I need to figure out how to set up all my automations. Well, that would be a thing that we'd figure out. And I'd literally figure it out with them. Like I'm not above that work. I'd, I'd help them figure out how to set up their automations, teach them how to do it. And literally teach them how to fish so that their businesses will be able to last and they will not be part of that 90% that fails within the first five years. Love it. All right, let's cover two more things. I want to be conscious of your time. Uh, number one, where can people find you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm fairly responsive on, on, on Facebook Messenger, Instagram as well, but but Facebook for me is is, uh, is the easiest. Um, so if you just look up Oliver Bourne on Facebook, I don't believe I have any scam accounts out there right now. So I'm the guy with the blue blazer and the white background. Um, but make sure it's not like Oliver L. Bohr or something like that, just Oliver Bohr. And you could just message me directly. The other thing is, obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you'll be able to kind of hear uh, everything that I'm about as well. Um, you could also check out my website, goinabox.com. That's G-O-I-N-A-B-O-X. Um, or Board Digital, which is my lead generation company. That's B-O-R-R-D-I-G-I-T-A-L. Uh, com. And while I'm at it, I may as well give you all my number. It's 905-308-5917. I can't guarantee I respond at four o'clock in the morning, but if you send me a text, I'll make sure that I respond. <laughs> all right. Awesome. So last thing, Oliver, um, if, if people can take one thing away from this conversation, what what's a golden nugget that we can leave somebody with? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm not going to talk about my company because I think for me, my mission is... To kind of be empowering to people and 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 really that is what in a box is totally about so i'm not gonna i guess leave it with one, one final thing about my company or anything like that if there's one final thing that i want people to know is that you're probably quite a lot closer to success than you think you are and it's just a little bit of knowledge maybe motivation but for the most part if you knew the information that you needed you'd be motivated to get up and do it and it's really about connecting with the right people. So whether or not that is or isn't me, like that's totally fine. But connect with people when you find them, cherish them, look after them, add value to them, and don't stop investing in yourself. Like I, I always say, like when when you're starting out in business, it's like a battle of attrition, right? Like you're gonna keep on getting knocked down by circumstance, and and if you let that knock you down and don't get up, and you find use that as reasons to not move forward in your business, then the obstacles have won. But if you keep on getting up and punching back and saying, I'm not going to let obstacles and circumstance dictate where I'm at in my business, the obstacles and, and the things that are holding you back will get the message that you're not going anywhere. So it's really just a battle of attrition between you and the things that are trying to stop you. So keep going, keep investing in yourself, keep investing in your knowledge um, and find any way that you can add value to the people that can add value to you because those guys will will literally take you to the top. So cherish them and add, and add value to their lives. Oliver, I love that, man. This has been a great conversation. Thanks for uh, sharing your wealth of knowledge and your mindset. I really like your mindset. Thanks for having me on the show, man. This was a ton of fun. I really appreciate it.
Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.